Father, we thank you for this morning. God, we thank you, God, that uh, you are sufficient, Lord, for everything that we need. God, thank you that um, in our weakness, God, that you are our strength. We just, uh, just pray that, God, that you would speak um, through the words that I would say. God, that you would be heard um, this morning, God, and it would not be uh, me. God, I pray that you would receive all the glory. We just thank you for this morning. Uh, and it's your name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, my name is uh, Chatty Angus. Uh, it's real, not a nickname. Uh, I serve as uh, one of the elders here at, at Carpenter's Way. And uh, this morning, uh, Pat asked me to, to speak. Um, please be praying for us as well as the, as the group of elders as we... Um, sort of figure out uh, and, and are guided by, by God on our stuff going forward. And your prayers are, are appreciated and, and uh, are definitely needed. So you may not know me, but um, you may also have sort of judged me at some points coming up here because I typically wear shorts every day. And my wife said I was not allowed to wear shorts this morning because I'd be on camera and the Internet so I can't, where you know, could not. Um, I will say, though, this past week has, has tested me in my shorts allegiance. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So, especially going outside and, and, and playing and all that stuff. And um, so, speaking of, of which, my name uh, is spelled C-X-A-D-I, completely real, by the way. And we... And as I've been growing up, my, uh, I get asked about it all the time, especially when I just meet people. And then typically what I do is I just literally take out my ID and, like, it's real, I swear. So, and uh, I'm also a middle school teacher, and I understand that, like, kids, and I was there too, kids don't understand that I have a first name and, like, a life and stuff, and so whenever they see my name, I don't tell them. They, they figure it out eventually, but I tell them, like, uh, I'll tell you at the last day of school or something, you know. But they ask about it. So people ask, you know, is it, is it Filipino? I tell them no, because I'm Filipino. Uh, then every time, without fail almost, my, the, the story comes up in my mind where I was 15 years old, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was just hanging out or something at the house. I don't know. I got up, and, and then this thought occurred to me. I, thought, I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to ask my mom where my name came from. It took me 15 years to think to ask this question. <laughs> so, as you know, I get up, and I'm thinking, this is going to be great. Like, I don't know. This is going to be the greatest question ever, most profound thing I've done in 15 years. And uh, I asked her, and I was kind of bracing for this, Great answer. Um, you know, I just went up to her. It's like, Mom, where'd you get my name from? She straight up said, stone cold face, if you knew her, you'd know. She said she made it up. It's like, okay, you made it up. And after that, um, I was kind of stunned. It was kind of like a punch to the gut a little bit. And I just walked away. I didn't think about it anymore. And to this day, we have not discussed that. 
So I'm, I'm only 31. I'm not, I'm a young man. And, and I'm only, you know, 16 years ago, it has not been brought up since. I figured um, I'd just accept it, you know. So speaking of my mom, uh, I think I adopted her personality, but it, she's always been a real steady person, really calm. Somebody that uh, as kids growing up, we looked to and could find some peace, could find um, kind of this, you know, if something crazy would happen, you just, you know, you look over at your mom or your, your dad and you're like, okay, I guess it's okay, you know? And I still do that to this day. And uh, my mom, I often describe her as uh, the type of person, especially I have two other brothers and who knows what we got into. She would come into the room and say, uh, you know, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all doing? And we would say, nothing. And she'd be okay with that. That's the type of person my mom is. So during our, our time growing up, we, we went through much turmoil. Uh, parents got a divorce, and it was, it, was, uh, it was rough. But my mom always had this steadfast um, peace about her. And when we would look to her, she would exude this peace and, and sort of transfer this confidence and tranquility to me and my brothers, even though it was crazy. Now, looking back, uh, it was crazy, and I would look at my mom, and it didn't look like anything phased her. But as a grown-up, she told us that it was rough. And the things she would, told, she would tell us was like, uh, you know, uh, really bad, deep, dark things that she was going through. And as an adult, I was like, are you serious? You know, really? Um, and I can remember the day that she told us I got married. Apparently when you get married, you like grow up and then your parents respect you a little more or something. So she told us, I was like, are you kidding me, mom? And even still, she had this peace. That peace um, she transferred to us, me and my brother's, Gave us confidence and, and contentment. We could sense that everything was okay. So this past few months or so, we know that um, it's been crazy. 2020 has been crazy. Uh, this past week has been crazy in and of itself. And I was preparing for this. I kind of realized that, you know, I was, I was preparing for this. And it's been a couple months since Pat asked. And I knew a couple months ago what, what I was going to talk about. But I did not know that a freeze would happen directly before this. So and that would cause more turmoil. So it kind of worked out, but um, I've been yearning lately, especially in these times, you know, for that peace and that trans uh, tranquility in my thought life, in my spirit, um, and the way I go about things so that maybe I can exude that peace and confidence to our kid and, and I can do that for, for my wife as well. So I'm sure we could all use that little piece today. So uh, the world's definition of peace, we hear that word all the time. The one thing, you know, world peace, okay, that, that whole phrase and things like that, those things are seemingly, that type of peace is seemingly unattainable. You know, people want that and people yearn for that. And, and I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying it's seemingly unattainable. Um, the word peace might mean a time without trouble, 
And we've experienced these, time, these experiences in, in our lives. Uh, stress-free time, or even uh, the absence of fear, anxiety, or depression. So the problem I have with the world's definition of peace is these things are fleeting. These things are temporary. These things just kind of come and go, depends on where you seek your peace out at. Um, One even described, this is just a period of, uh, it's it's the in-between period of inevitable turmoil. And in my mind, that's pretty negative. You know, because uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right. We go to a lot of places for peace, and, and I do this too, so for sure. Affirmation from others, even social media. We go to people to find people to agree with us so that maybe we feel okay in the moment. And then something happens, and then there's your peace, it's gone again. You may go to the talking heads on TV. You may find your peace in your identity at work and what you do. You may even find your peace in family. But as with all of these, these are all people dependent. These things are temporary. These things don't last forever. And these, um, unfortunately, in the world we live in is... uh, you know, these things do not last. But the good news is the Bible tells, out, tells us about another type of peace, another peace that is lasting, another peace that's forever, something that is a gift, something that we can receive. And this peace breaks through anything that the world can, can throw at us, anything. No matter what is going on, this type of peace that God offers us is the type of peace that can literally just picture a battering ram in your mind of everything, and it can just go right through it. This peace is given to us by God himself, and we talked about it a little bit this morning um, with, uh, with communion, but this peace is given, uh, given to us through Jesus and I, and I pray this morning that um, for those of us who believe that this is just a reminder like I need every day of my life, that this peace would, would permeate into my life and then those things would result, tranquility, confidence, contentment. But this peace I'm talking about is, is lasting, it's forever, and I pray that uh, we'd be reminded of it because I know things that are immediate in our lives can, can really take our peace from us, the, the tranquility and those things. So the, the Bible refers to the word peace quite a bit. I didn't count. Uh, it would take a long time. And I didn't want to cite like Google, you know, but I'm, it's a lot. Um, the Hebrew word that was used in the Old Testament is, is uh, shalom. It's, it's very common. You might have heard that before. You watch a little bit of TV and you've heard it before. Um, it refers to uh, somewhat of a greeting. It can be a greeting. It's a well wish. It's a wish to be complete, like shalom. I wish great things upon you. And that's referred to a lot in the Old Testament. In the, in the New Testament, um, in the Greek, it's the word peace is erene. Uh, 
It means a tranquil state of the soul, a satisfied soul, okay, a soul at rest. And though that's kind of in our minds what peace could be as, as, uh, as the emotional part of it. I'm not talking, these, these types of peace were, were referred to in the Bible. The peace that we're going to talk about this morning is, is the peace by Jesus. And it's different. It, it's a peace given to us by Jesus. This type of peace, like I said earlier, transcends our understanding. It's supernatural. For those of us who believe, we know this peace and we live this peace and we hope to transfer and through our lives and our actions, this peace to our community and to our workplaces and, and our families. So, also, this type of peace can lead to the tranquility and the contentment and those things as well. In John 14, uh, Jesus talks about peace that he can only, that he can only give. He calls it my peace, okay? my peace. And we know Jesus is the son of God and, and that his peace, if he is the son of man, is something that, number one, you know, we can't completely understand, but it's also uh, something that lasts forever as well. So in John 14, I'm going to just set it up for you a little bit. Um, he's with his disciples. We talked about this morning from Jesse since we we're doing communion and stuff. Uh, and it's, it's literally single digit days before he knows he's fixing to be betrayed, arrested, crucified. So I always found it ironic that after all, you know, he says all these things knowing this is what's fixing to happen to me. Uh, before all this in, in John, uh, he predicted his betrayal, which would lead to his death. He's with his disciples, and they're having a meal. They're celebrating Passover, and he's, all these things are running through his mind. He's predicting his death, his betrayal, or his betrayal then would lead to his death. He even predicted that his buddy in the room with him, Peter, would deny him. So in his mind, he's not thinking great things. But he says in John 14, 1, after all these things, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. So Jesus, is he's explaining all these things, he's fixing to get betrayed, he's fixing to get killed, and he knows it. He has, he says, do not be afraid. So the next verse, he lays out several promises. Uh, in verse 3, he says that, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you may also be where I am. God is, Jesus is, is laying out some promises for us, that he's going to go prepare a place for us. And I like this part. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. He said that in, now we know now, knowing what we know, but I just thought that was really neat that he said, I'm going to go to this place, and you know where I'm going. And uh, his disciples even then were like, what? I don't know. Uh, in verse, uh, in 14:23, he promises that, for those who love him, that he and his father will be with them. That's a big promise. It's not for, it, it just says for those who love him, those who would believe that his father and him will be with him. 
In verse 25, he says he will send his Holy, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, and that was another promise that he gave us. After um, he maps out these promises, he says in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to the world, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So in that, he says, my peace. Jesus is saying this, my peace. And earlier I said, uh, why is this peace different? He says, my peace. This is much different than it says in verse 27 there, what the world can give. And we mapped out some things earlier, what the world can give. It can give you peace in temporary things. It can give you peace in hobbies, people, all these things. But Jesus' peace that he's talking about is lasting. It's forever. So why is this peace different? And why do we even need this peace that Jesus offers us? Um, And it's a big deal here, but... But since the beginning of time, God has hated sin. Since the beginning of time, God and us, there's been this giant rift. And this giant rift in between us is because of our sin. Because we disobey God. We all transgress against God. We act in ways that are ungodly. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. Not some, but all. And that's, you know, if the, if the story ended there, which I used to do uh, Young Life, it's high school ministry, and it was, I love it, greatest thing ever, but uh, we would do these talks in progression, and one of the talks in progression would be like, we'd cut it off there at, at pretty much that point, let it marinate for a little bit, and then come in with the good news. But, Anyway, that's, that's for free. So Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So the God, the creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the God who created us, formed us, Romans 5.10 says, considered us enemies. So to understand the gravity of the ultimate Considering us people as enemies, I mean, God, that's kind of scary to me. You know what I mean? But take heart, friends, because Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus, because God, well, because God sends Jesus to die for us and to be our ultimate atonement, that gives us a different type of peace. Jesus dying on the cross and that type of peace that he offers us and then forever is the peace that bridges that gap between God and man. That's the biggest difference. That peace lasts forever. And if we take that peace and let it permeate in our lives and understand it, well, it's much to be understood, but, and, and live it, we could change our communities, we could change our families, we can change 
all sorts of things. If we understand the gravity of the peace that was given to us freely, talking about the God of the universe, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know how else to say like how big that is. But to extend us a hand through giving his son to us. That's the type of peace that'll last forever and not that temporary kind that we seek after. And I'm the worst, believe me. I'm an exerciser, I video game guy. I have all sorts of hobbies and those things in moments give me peace, but they don't last. Jesus is the only one that can provide a peace that is forever. Through this gift, through this gift of peace, Jesus, um, through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, guys, we went from enemies of God with this giant rift to the righteousness of God. And through this gift, if you would choose to receive it, for those who would believe, this gift will also lead to confidence, tranquility, contentment through any circumstance that we have going on today. Friends, take comfort in your trials because the peace of the God of the universe, you have it and he considers you his for those who would believe. God offers this peace to you out of love. Uh, He offers this extension of hope. He once considered us enemies and now he yearns for relationship with you. This piece is, is man, as, as a young man, and I can remember when I received this, you know, I was 17 years old, and it's life-changing for some, you know, for everybody. This, one of the songs we sang today is, I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And man, when I was, you know, in my 20s and stuff, and, and a little more free than I was used to, I could have easily gone back, but I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and I can't go back. And some of you understand that, and and it's true. And this peace is, is that this gift, guys, can change your lives. And for me as well, as, 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 uh, and some of us been, as believers, you can take this reminder and take this reminder and take it with us in this crazy world that we live in, in these little circumstances, this stuff that um, seemingly is, is, is tough and it's rough. But take heart because Jesus has overcome the world and we can take this peace, this lasting, everlasting, forever peace with us wherever we go. And no one can take it from you. Uh, there's a couple things that we can do. Um, I guess... Uh, practically, in a way. Uh, In troubled times, rest in this peace that Jesus gives you. Meditate on these things that are real, that God, the God of the universe, extends a hand for us. There's nothing we could do so that we could have this peace. And allow this peace to permeate into your prayer life, and in your thought life. My thought life, I, I, I don't often look like I'm thinking about things. I'm generally unemotionless. I mean, I'm generally emotionless. You can ask my wife. I just kind of stagger around, but I think a lot. And 
my thought life is really what dictates a lot of my actions and things like that. And if you would allow this peace to just enter into your thought life, meditate on it, rest on it, I believe it'll change your life day to day, minute by minute, all those things. Another thing you can do is you can fill your mind with God's promises. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I think I just described Jesus. So think about these things that are offered to us. Psalm 34, 17 says, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. That's a great promise. Man, that's a great promise. If you've ever cried out before, I can remember the times in my life where I've cried out. And I rest in the promise that, that God hears us. And the last thing, and uh, I actually took this from a guy that, uh, well, he, he, I heard it last week and I worked with him because he spoke at another church, but he says, well, he says, but in these tough circumstances, have a grateful heart. Thank God for giving us the way. Thank God for giving us the forever lasting peace. Have a grateful heart. That'll change some things. Even if you're not a believer, even if you don't even believe this Jesus guy that we're talking about, if you just were grateful, that really, I mean, you know, instead of, never mind, you know. So it, I'm the worst at this too. I can slip in and out of like being grateful and ungrateful and stuff. So rest in Jesus' peace that he gives us. Fill your mind with God's promises and tough circumstances. Thank God for giving us Jesus and have a grateful heart because this peace that he gives can bust through any circumstance that you got. I'll close with this. Um, so I'm a relatively new dad. We have one daughter, and uh, she's two, and she's great. And it's great. It's amazing to me how uh, you know we live this life, and 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 we do these things that we're supposed to do, and we do these things, and we don't connect it back to God. My daughter, you know, I look at her every day as the love of an earthly father. Like, I'm her earthly father. Greatest thing ever. And I feel in my emotions, even though I'm generally unemo you know, unemotional, that I love her. And I can feel that. And it's, you know, you just, I just want to, like, run back there and scoop her up, you know. Uh, but... I can only imagine, and I use God's picture of, of being an earthly dad to, to 
our daughter. I can only imagine how much God loves us and sending his son to die for us and giving us and extending that hope and extending that peace to us. I can only imagine. I don't even know. Sending his son to die for us. It can't be quantifiable. It can't be understood. It can't be, I mean, you could try, but it just can't be. For when we were enemies of God, he demonstrates his own love for us. While we were still sinners, he sent Jesus to die for us. That's peace. So today, um, if you haven't already, I pray that you would accept this peace in your life, this olive branch of, of hope, this offer that God would have for you. I pray that if you do already have this peace, that you would live in it, allow it to permeate in your life, that you would understand more and more every day, even though it's impossible to completely understand that the God of the universe sent his son to die for you for an everlasting, forever peace in this life and in the life after. And I pray that we would all understand that um, and, ex- and, and accept that peace. Uh, well, that's all I had, so. I'll pray and uh, we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for God just meeting us in this place. Thank you for extending that hope, God, and that peace and that purpose to us through your son. I pray that we would receive that peace daily. I pray that we would receive and and it would permeate in through our lives so that others may know you. God, I pray that for those of us who have not received this peace, God, I pray that they would repent and and receive this peace that that you extend to us. God, I pray for um, just the rest of this week. I pray for all the hurting families in the area and across the country. I pray for um, all those things, Lord. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.